We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this uh, morning. We will uh, discuss uh, Matt Corral's comment yesterday to a uh, press corps there in Charlotte. We'll talk some Big Ten media days on a couple different fronts, and I guess a lot of our attention today in the Midwest, uh, all around uh, several different topics coming up on the show. The show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You can download the Exxon Mobile app. When you do that, you get a thousand bonus points. Thousand bonus points equals ten bucks at the pump you're filling up at the time. You can even take a picture of the QR code on the pump. And it will automatically open, download the Exxon Mobile app, depending on if you had used it in the uh, in the past. Here locally, lunch specials five sixty nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drinks, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. Well, Clark Ford's in <clears throat> excuse me in Amory, Mississippi six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer. Uh, Great beer selection, full bar, and more. Also, Rafters New Albany. And summer is still with us. I know people are trying to turn the table to uh, fall. It's 96 degrees outside yesterday. It's still summer, which means you can go to Sardis and enjoy rafters on the water, frozen margaritas, uh, beer, great burgers, and more as you enjoy a weekend on the water out at Sardis. So you're saying it was 96 degrees. I mean, it's it's, saying these 14 straight days of heat advisories does not mean fall is in the air. The leaves falling and the the crisp autumn temperatures are, are upon us. I mean, the only reason the, the leaves are falling is because the trees are dying. I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it it's this is one of my pet peeves, and I can't help it. I know. You also hate the overly hot days. That is your least favorite time of the year. Yeah, it is. Unless I'm in the water. Sure. At which point, all good. It's even hot. I mean, it's even hot like on a beach with a beer right now. 
Yeah, I mean, you can make it work, but yeah, it's you, not pleasant. You can get up and go get in the water. You can go up to the pool and jump sure. in the pool. But when you're just standing just out Just baking in, it, in the sand for three hours with your umbrella and your blanket, though. Yeah, I mean, that's... But that's different. But that's summer. You don't... No one... No one goes to the beach in November and lays out. I don't know. Thanksgiving is one of the best times for the Panhandle Beach. Is that right? The water's still kind of warm. You get you, you get you get luckier. November and Thanksgiving is a better beach week than spring break, and it's not close. Oh, I'll have to give that a shot. Well, I mean, our our, our months are getting delayed. Everything is our seasons are changing from a time period standpoint. November's not that cold anymore. Well, I mean, you know my theory about. The weather, we've moved back a month. Everything's moved back a month. Yeah. But I realize that preseason camp is about to start, but I refuse to call it the other word for camp because it's not that. The the F word? Yeah. four-letter word? It's not that. It's not fall in where we live realistically until the middle of October. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, at that point, there are some, yeah, you'll have some hints of it in the morning. You'll wake up, and there's a little different breeze, and everyone goes, see, it's fall. And then it's 91 degrees that day, and that's not There fall. will be some mornings where you'll get the hint. Just the, I mean, you, you go, hey, whew, ah, just a little hint. Yeah. Kind of gets you, gets you going a little bit. Get the first pullover day. Those, those, it's 97 the those people day. crack me up. The people that it's like, I just can't wait to put my pullover on. It's 87. <laughs> you have it on with shorts and the sleeves I mean, are pulled up. You're just wanting to wear it. You don't need it. It is a good point in the thread. And I, I do think once school starts, we at least start turning our page to let's get to the, the different season. Well, sure. I mean... Everybody gets at least. If you, I still enjoy the few more weeks of the pool and that kind of thing. Yeah. But but if you live here, the in this town, the routines start back on Monday. They do. Yeah, they've always done an early the first month at seven thirty. But I did see that yesterday too, Papa B. That high school games in Mississippi kicking off at seven thirty until October this year because of the heat. Yeah, I mean, I get it. There's nothing hotter on the face of the planet than tournament soccer in August on Saturdays. Well, we've talked about this a ton. If you're re- if you're being completely, if you were starting over, football and baseball are in the wrong seasons. Yeah, they should be flipped. No, yeah, you would you would flip them. We would do football in the spring, and we would do baseball in the fall in summer fall. Yes, and I get the end would be cold, but well. Figure it out. Or the other side would be hot, I guess, but whatever. I, I, I do think if you could just start all over, you would you would do that. Yeah. So, now that we've played meteorology for the day, discuss seasons and weather and school beginning. Yes. I, I, it's the one thing that has happened was being in Omaha and Hattiesburg as long as I was as I was, the summer has gotten away to where school starting on Monday, Tuesday is is incredibly weird to me. I feel like we just they just got out. Um this has been the most stark one that has got me as far as it's over and over really, really fast. 
but I was gone the entire month of June. Yeah. So like it's that played a that played a role into it. So <clears throat> it went quickly. It always does. Then the year rolls around and it goes quickly too. Yeah, just a different, just got a different feel to it. I have to get myself like mentally psyched up just from the schedule demands of the fall. And now this is good. But I mean, like you, you, you're also in another year though, where you only have one in your house, which does change your dynamics a ton. Oh, from a, yeah. What fall looks oh, like? Oh, for sure. You're not running literally everywhere every oh, day no. and all that no, stuff. No, I mean on. he'll be he'll be driving by the end of the fall. So no, there, it's there's a moment. Ooh. It's um it it, and I don't mind the going to Tupelo thing. Like mm-hmm. that drive doesn't bother me. That two hours walking on the track at over there at Ballard Park does not bother me at all. I, in fact, I kind of enjoy it. It it just doesn't doesn't phase me a bit. So, yesterday, um, news that took over the message board a little bit, news all over uh, Twitter, the the Charlotte Observer reporter um, writing about Matt Corral, or Matt Corral had a press conference yesterday, and didn't necessarily, well, kind of led with this, um, said, quote, when or quoting from the article, when asked about dealing with a quarterback competition, Corral looked back to his college days at Ole Miss, quote, I took the easy way out because I felt like I could play right away, he said about his decision to go to Oxford. Knowing what I know now and trusting my instincts and trusting my work ethic, I would have went to a place that would have made me compete. As a true freshman, obviously, Corral played. Palumley was the quarterback the next year, and then Matt had two really successful years under Lane Kiffin. Um, a couple things here. The social media tweet did Matt no favors, which I know we're all shocked by that. They were looking for clicks. Basically, I think they used the word he regretted going to Ole Miss in the social media hits. That is not what he said at all. Um, but that is what everybody took and ran with. Because if you read the actual story, because yesterday I said the reporter did him no favors, but it really isn't the reporter. It's kind of like when a bad headline gets written. Yeah. The actual story's whatever. I, I don't have a problem with how the story was written. Um, and look. People are hypersensitive. You're going to get even more hypersensitive once the social media does do that, how they did it yesterday. That was the main culprit, the main fault here. Um, I don't think Matt meant even any disrespect, even though I don't know why it necessarily matters. Um, to, I think if you really want to dig deep into it, it's that coming into this, Matt had a couple NFL-related flaws that made him fall down the draft board. Yes. They were his Wonderlick scores, his interviews, and sort of how he interacted in a lot of meetings with NFL personnel, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what continually came out of the pre-draft stuff when it came to Matt Corral. And I do think he worded it in a way that was not perfect, that he could have worded that differently. He was answering a very specific question and then opened himself up to what we're doing right now, which is kind of picking it apart and analyzing in a way that I don't think he was even expecting when he answered the question. Um, it's I'm not going to say And his here. answer had some revisionist history in it too, which is something that people do when they're standing there. You, you sort of rewrite your history a little bit. You're standing there and you are answering a question and you're thinking as you talk. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, look, Matt was com- at one point committed to USC – it was. They pulled the offer. He was committed to Florida. They pulled the offer. 
Correct. He had other options, but it's not like on signing day, Matt Corral could have picked up the phone and called just anyone and gone. And he didn't come to a place where he walked into the starting job. And there ultimately was competition for a job, and he lost said competition. Now, some of that is more complicated than... In a number of ways. In a lot of ways. In ways that, frankly... And this is going to come across. This is going to come across the wrong way, and it's going to lead to a, probably a thread on a message board. One of those things where you know more than you can say, and therefore you dance around it to the point of sure. not saying anything. Sure. But you know, Matt had some issues at Ole Miss too. Those things popped up in the in the NFL process. There's a reason that. He fell from a first-round projection to going in the third round. There are multiple reasons. And one of it is he's not the world's greatest communicator, and you saw that yesterday. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just was saying there there was some revising of his own history in, in that quote that, frankly, wasn't necessary. Yeah, I don't... I guess that's the thing that I'm most picking apart is it's not really whether it's a positive or a negative toward Ole Miss. It's just I don't know really what he was even trying to say when you step back and look at what actually was going on in 2018, 2019. It doesn't really make sense. That's the weirdest part of this is you go, "Eh." Because it's not really true. No. There were multiple levels of competition throughout this. Well, there were multiple reasons that Matt didn't when he got hurt against Cal. And Plumlee, we know that deal. There was there were multiple reasons that Corral didn't come back as the starter. There was more to it. Yeah. There just was. And I don't have that where I can go into it. Not going to go into it. It's not worth it for me That's to go not into today. it. That's not today's just today. not worth it. But there was more to it than that. It was one of the reasons that the NFL really dug deep into Matt. Yeah, it's it's that deal. I'm kind of skimming the story again. I read it yesterday. I read it again this morning, actually. But I was just kind of looking at the placement of it a little bit. It's one of those deals, too, where, look, the reporter's doing five different things. He's not digging into the minutia of what was going on at Ole Miss four years ago. Didn't no. really give a crap. That's not like, the point. It was a young reporter. And I guess my point in saying that is that if I'm critiquing the story at all, it's that Matt's quote was not really relevant to anything else coming down the pipe right there. I mean, it it, it, it was – he led with it, or the reporter led with it in a way that doesn't really make sense because the point of the thing is – Hey, they told me I'm still the future. They have a quote in here about, hey, I know I know Darnold and I know that Mayfield have, you know, expiring contracts. They're here, they're veterans. I'm gonna learn, and then I know I'm still got a shot to compete down the road or now or whatever. That right. that's what the story should have been. That was the story. Whether Corral faced competition as a freshman at Ole Miss or not is completely irrelevant to battling Darnold and Mayfield for an NFL job right now when his head is spinning and he's learning a playbook and he's doing all sorts of other damn things. And yet it was Matt who opened the book for that. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The reporter didn't say, hey, did you learn anything from Ole Miss that you can carry over into this? (laughs) 
He was just asked about dealing with a quarterback competition. That was the question. Yeah. And the answer should have been what he said. But look, Matt did a lot of media at Ole Miss, but he was one that – how do I say this without sounding like I'm being an ass? Because I like Matt fine. Um, yeah. There were times when he just didn't want to do it. His pro day. He left reporters hanging for hours. That was – that was probably an underrated negative for him that wasn't talked about enough is that you had a lot of people aware that he literally just kept saying he'll show up and never showed up. I mean, I'll compare. There's him a to, certain amount of maturity that goes into that that is relevant. I'll compare him to other quarterbacks that I've covered as a beat writer going all the way back to Ben Leard, Jason Campbell, Brody Coyle, uh, Bo Wallace, Chad Kelly, I mean, the list goes on. One of the things that all those guys had in common, and that Matt will have to get to this place, this place too, if you're going to play in the NFL, this is, this is a non-negotiable thing. Through good times and bad times, bad moods and good moods, you are the face of a franchise, and you have to show up. You have to be there to to talk to the media, you can set the times, you can set the terms, but you must show up. And not just show up, but be very present. Be not pre- just even go through the motions. Be prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Be prepared and be present. It's one of the reasons that Eli Manning had the success that he had in New York. Yeah, every day. We're... Those cats asking you questions are not the reason you're winning, and they're not the reason you're losing. And if you make the media your enemy, and not, Matt hasn't done that, but he no. kind of did it some at Ole Miss a little here and there. If you make the media your enemy, it's a mistake. And I'm not excusing the media. I'm, I'm kind of on record with where yeah. media is today in, in our world. But Matt was a very – and I mean, and look, we've had bad. He's very He was very average when it came to media and that kind of thing. Very yeah. around the middle. Inconsistent. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't as bad as Shea at times? No. But no. wasn't as good as Bo or Jordan or some of those guys. No, absolutely not. Um, just kind of there. Could be really engaging and could show up and show you I don't really give a shit today. Yeah. And in the NFL, you can't have that day. Not, not they'll 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 chew you up. Yeah. So look, he's learning. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday was probably a learning experience in a way. Woke up and went, ah, hell, I'm not really okay. Yeah. Well. But now you got to learn that you could have done something differently versus they did something wrong. That's exactly what it is. There's there's a huge difference there. It's how do I manipulate this for myself, not... And basing on just some likes and retweets and things from him yesterday, he was kind of blaming media. Yeah. And so someone in Charlotte will probably sit down with him on their media team and say, hey, you opened that door. You created that. Yeah, you need to learn from that because here's this, how we could have done because this. this is a nothing down the road. Oh yeah, sure. What this is a nothing. No one cares. In a week, we, nobody will be talking. Well, about Well, the this. truth is, the only people worked up about it are Ole Miss people. Yeah, sure. If you're a Carolina Panther fan, you couldn't freaking care less. What, whatever. Yeah, sure. But there will come a day when, hey, you lost to the Saints. Your offensive line was awful. Figure out, you want to throw those guys under the bus or do you want to be magnanimous? 
You want to be a leader because you'll do it in the media. Your comments in the media will be, hey, I didn't recognize things very well today, blah, 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 blah. I've got to be better. I've got to be more prepared. Yeah. Had I hit that throw, we'd have been in a better situation, blah, 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 blah. That's what's coming. Even if you're in your head, you're going, I had no chance. Because, frankly, again, not to be repetitive, but the only people that are worked up about this are Ole Miss people. Yeah. Nobody that's a Carolina Panther fan who is consumed with, hey, how are we going to do in week one against whoever it is they're playing in week one? They're not – they don't care whether Matt Corral wishes he went to Ole Miss or not. Couldn't care less. No, it's a – it's a – it's – it's a glimpse into Matt and where he needs to improve. It is not about anything he did to upset anybody in Carolina yesterday, but it does give Carolina, as you said, a teaching opportunity for him. No doubt. To go, hey, here. And probably somebody inside that building said, see, he's not ready. Because he's having to overcome that. You you start here. And-, and most guys aren't ready as rookies in the NFL. I mean, you saw that with Zach Wilson last year. You saw it with Trevor Lawrence. You, guys, it just it's very difficult to handle all of what comes to you as the face of a franchise. And when you are the quarterback, you are the face of a franchise, with rare exception. Well, in a lot of ways, it's – I mean, not to get – I mean, we're, we're going to get off this in a second. I mean, in a lot of ways, though, it's it's a form of cognitive dissonance is that if you're expecting somebody to be a certain way, it takes a ton of the reversal to change your opinion. And any little thing like this, go, nope, see? Yeah. Uh-uh, see, told you you couldn't communicate. And it's like, on the surface, whatever, but you're, you're having to convince people of some, of different things, and that takes takes a lot of time and work. Yeah. And the other thing that he'll have to do at the NFL level, if he's going to be the starting quarterback one day for the Panthers or whoever, is you've got to build some individual relationships with the reporters who are covering you. And the Charlotte Observer would be a good start. Charlotte Observer, the Athletic, yeah, their ESPN reporter, yeah, whatever. whatever. You've you got to figure out those people, and you've got to get to know them. Yeah. And I think that for him will be a challenge. Right. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704. Or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They've got two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a whole lot being offered. Um, the fall is indeed coming. be a great time to get some lessons with Susan Walt, Bowers Cone, the people there at uh, Southern Traditions. They've got um, a lot of events that they'll be participating in so an opportunity for you your the young people in your life to get involved get in touch with them bowers cone one at gmail.com or message them on facebook or instagram at southern traditions farm we're also brought to you by the rogue 4450 i-55 north in jackson great place to uh, stop and um Make sure that you've got your wardrobe ready for the football season, for the fall, for all that comes with it. Again, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. 
These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist. It's a, a staffing and recruiting agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. I'll have a mailbag up at rebelgrove.com later today. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. And you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. GNM delivers locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Do your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with GNM. Also, with their med packs, they individually package your medication you need the morning pouch, the evening pouch, everything in one place at the appropriate time for that medication. Great. Maybe if you're helping your parents or someone that needs that extra step. Again, 662-236-2222. So, <clears throat> a couple things here. One, Big Ten Media Day going on right now. Um, and I saw in the thread, I guess Grind asked about ACC Media Day. And frankly, the ACC did the one thing you can do to not be mentioned at all on a national level and get completely lost, which is go head-to-head mostly with the SEC for its media day. Yeah. Um, you just – you're – no matter what, you're pushed to the side and it has no bearing on anything. Um, I, I tell you what was interesting, though, is the two – you know, we're not, we're not that far since the Big Ten, the ACC, you know, they had the alliance. They were going to do the big alliance. They were going to do that whole deal. Yes. Whatever we call that. And – Everybody was sort of on – they were not on even playing fields, but they were all playing in the same sandbox for some reason that made no sense for the Big Ten. And that was basically a year ago. In a year, we've gone from that to somehow – and I guess it's obvious how. He's picked up USC and UCLA, and they've gone national and all this stuff. Kevin Warren has salvaged his – even not maybe his reputation completely, his ability to – lead in these waters from a commissioner standpoint for sure he is he has spent a year with results that put him on even footing to whatever level with greg sankey and the sec and it's a very clear one two in whatever order you want to do that or a big two from an sec big 10 standpoint and in the same amount of time jim phillips the acc commissioner his remarks Never even registered last week in any way. Nobody really talked about them. There was very little national presence around anything he said. And he did the thing that makes you, whether he's right or wrong, because I could argue that the health of the entire college football world is good for everybody. But whether that's right or wrong, he did the thing that makes you respect him even less, which was worry so much about everybody instead of himself when Sankey and Warren are worried about themselves and building up the SEC and the Big Ten and seeing it as businesses. And I'm trying to make my business as big as possible. And if that includes you guys prospering a little too, great. But that is not my sole primary concern as I'm doing this. Because he started doing this gated community thing, Phillips did. 
I kept referring to how you want all the neighborhoods to be successful and you don't want just two or three gated communities and all this stuff. And you got to have all this and this and this. And as, as I think a guy from CBS sports pointed out, yeah, but when you're not living in one of those gated communities and you drive by it every day as the ACC is situated right next to the other two, you're going to notice what they have and what you don't. And that is a very obvious thing. So him spending that amount of time is like, I'm this voice for the voiceless and I'm going to pick up everybody else. I mean, that is registering on deaf ears to a level that is hard to fathom because who gives a crap? It is not the point right now. If you can't find a way to make your league better, yeah. and that's all that matters Yes, in this shark-infested water that we're in, that's it. You're done. You're out. Peace. Bye. You're going to get pillaged and that's going to be the end of it. Well, that's why all of the member institutions are panicked. Because he did nothing that made you. Education matters. Winning matters. Resources matter. The ecosystem is not dissimilar to our respective neighborhoods that we live in. Keeping them healthy and diverse is a priority. There will always be a variety of communities, gated, upper class, middle class, or more modest. Yeah, and you're living in the more modest one there, bud. As like, opposed I'm... to this from Kevin Warren. <laughs> Make sure I get this quote right. Okay. Kevin Warren asked about future expansion. Yeah, I saw this. I don't think you can close the door on it, Warren said. From a strategy standpoint, this is not the old college athletics. For the individuals and the conferences and the schools that are not thinking that way, they're going to be Sears and Roebuck. Yeah. For those who don't remember, there was a time they were when a power. Sears and Roebuck had the biggest muscles. They no longer have muscles. In fact, they no longer have a pulse. They filed bankruptcy in 2018. That's straight, blunt. That's where this deal is going. We have about three or four more years of perpetual disruption. During that period, either you're going to embrace change and build a business and get stronger or not. Can't argue with the word of that. Three or four years. I'm telling you, everybody's doing this grant of right things about 2035. Yeah. It's just crap. This is about four power brokers right now. The four. SEC, four. Okay. The SEC, the Big Ten, ESPN slash Disney, okay. and Fox. Oh, okay. Only two conferences. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to figure it out. You're either going to get in one of those two leagues, or that's when, and maybe this is what Phillips is talking about, or... Because if you're not in one of those two gated communities, you better figure out how you can get in some sort of a garden community that looks okay. There will be a number three. There will be a very clear number three that will not push one and two, but will be completely healthy and fine. And my money's on the Big 12 It right probably now. gets into the playoff with its winner and all that stuff, and it's okay. It's not, it's not perfect, but Humble. you're all right. Humble. Yeah. Yeah. You can convince yourself, hey, if I win this league, I'm with the big boys. I'm at the table. We're mm, cool. Yeah, sure. But I think there's only one of those. I don't think there's two. Oh, I, just think, I think it's the Big 12. They appear to be best suited for that right now. They appear to have the leadership. Well, look, our, our board mentioned it yesterday. The ACC standings came out yesterday. Georgia Tech was picked six, and the Coastal was the reason I posted it because I misplays them. But when you look at the list of teams in that conference, you just kind of go, yeah. There's very little that excites you in that league. Overall, no. Well, I mean, 
Look, the rumblings that are out there is that this is barely, the ACC is barely being held together right now. And the only thing that's holding it together right now is that ESPN and Fox are kind of, that scene in Anchorman where they're setting up for the feud? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're kind of making the rules. Yeah. You're kind of there. They're going to have a big fight, and nobody's going to get hurt, okay? But right now, they're, they're still the posturing, just kind of circling yeah. and saying, hey, no no hits above the neck, no crotch shots. It's I mean, a just, boxing match where we just throw the occasional jab and we dance for a minute yeah, to kind of size just, it all up. Just making the rules. Yeah. And this is not going to be a bloody fight. The Big Ten's going to get Notre Dame, and they know it. Notre Dame's going to the Big Ten. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Three, four years. Okay. And the Big Ten's going to expand again. And maybe it's westward. Maybe it's eastward. Maybe it's both. The Big Ten has its eyes on a couple of ACC schools that would prefer to go to the SEC, but the SEC doesn't want them. And ESPN doesn't really want them, but ESPN doesn't really want the Big Ten to get them just yet until they see what the SEC is going to do. And the SEC seems somewhat intent on going a season or two at 16 to see what it feels like, to try it on for size before they decide, hey, what ensemble do we wear with this shirt or this pair of pants, whatever. How do we dress up this suit? Do we need an overcoat or not? Do we need, we're in a tie with this or not? All that stuff. And I don't know. And ESPN's trying to figure that out. I think that's all that's left. ACC's not going to survive this. And everybody in the ACC knows it. And that's why there's, what's coming out of their media days was just kind of a discomfort. As opposed to the Big Ten and the SEC were both, Seem to be pretty damn comfortable in their own skin right now. It's a decent question. Crying in the thread. It says, well, why would ESPN break up the ACC to allow Fox to acquire some of those teams and get stronger? If I'm ESPN, I can just let the ACC be until 2036. And Fox isn't going to break up the Big 12 for ESPN. No, but the two the, – the, the, the schools – The actual schools. The schools inside those, those leagues. No, they have to have a spot. We've talked about the money. The money is – Here's the thing right now. Everyone knows the money's coming, but the money hasn't come. In a couple of years, the money comes. And when those Big Ten and SEC schools are getting these $100 million paydays and the ACC schools are getting 20-something million, you know what's coming at that point. Urgency. No one at Clemson, for example, is going to say, ah, or Florida State's a better example because I think they're better positioned to move. No one at Florida State's going to go, oh, yeah, it's just 10 more years. Because someone will do the math on that. Yeah, 10 years at $80 million difference. Do the math on that, champs. Billion bucks. Yeah, sure. Think of what we could do with a billion dollars. The gaps just will be too big. And at some point, someone will go, this isn't worth it. We have to get out. 
So they and, and ESPN's if if the ACC product is so watered down compared to the others, it's not going to be all that valuable to ESPN well, sure. from an inventory standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what I Warren in a way, because of not knowing exactly what his career ends up being all the way around, he kind of fascinates me in a way because he was an abomination last year when it came to postponing or changing his mind about playing football in 2020. Um, He did pandering yesterday in a lot of ways regarding that. However, he's really good in a lot of ways too. I mean, you can see why he's the commissioner of the Big Ten. You can see from a straight business practice standpoint while he's exceptional. I don't know why he can't just yeah. say I made a mistake in 2020. I made an error. Because he's not forced to. What difference does it make for him? Yeah. I, I mean, he, he, his constituents don't want that, so why would you? Yeah, What's, I guess so. Why, why open that can of worms if you're him, given his constituents? That's true. I mean, why Why? Because he made that? a decision in the name of wokeness and got exposed when the SEC played. Yeah, and then backtracked and tried to do better. And then they, or whatever. oh, we'll, we'll play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, he he works for a group that doesn't want that. So you right. move on and you do whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Um in a way, he's, in a way he's perfect for them. I mean, he he's he's been excellent from his constituents and what he he since that to moment. Do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the the move to get USC and UCLA changes their league. Oh, it's huge. I mean, everybody with the exception of the governor of California can figure that out. We always talk about the SEC. And I guess, look, I, if you're in, you're stable, and it is what it is. But is there – there's no path for the Big Ten to try to run out some of the members it brought in at any point, is there? Like Rutgers is just safe? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Everyone I've talked to doesn't think it ever gets bloody. You know, even Vanderbilt is pretty established in the SEC. I think the league's frustrated. Yeah, no, the, I, I guess I meant only the Big Ten, just because oh. those were the new teams that yeah, were ever like probably that. not. They're probably safe. Well, thank you as always. Good to see you. Appreciate you uh, joining in. He says, lunch on me. Question, what are you hearing as the next up-and-coming star on defense and offense? We'll see who's the next kicker. Hope if all our families are well. And thank you again for all your hard work. Uh, kicker this year is a kid from Charlotte. He'll, uh, he'll kick. I guess he only has one year of eligibility remaining, though. I think so. I have that. Is it Ruiz? Is that his name? Yeah. You know, as as opposed to the punter who I had the wrong one there when I link some stories occasionally, but it's all right. We're all we're all good. Yeah, uh Kip from Charlotte Charlotte will do that. Um look, your star on defense is probably Cedric Johnson. I mean we that's not that's not reinventing the wheel with an answer, but like him and then if he can stay healthy, I do want to see what Austin Keys looks like for a season. We've liked him the entire time he's been on yeah. campus. He's just gotta stay healthy and he's gotta be that guy. Um so that's the the two. Um, Tysheem Johnson maybe gets some buzz in that regard. And then offensively, I mean the the cop out answer is Zach Evans. It is, but they need him to be a star. He needs to have it's a star. It's almost you're expecting, not even you're expecting star from him. Well, they need him to be a star. If the football gods came down and told you that either Evans got hurt or Evans had a mediocre season. All of a sudden, your expectations go down a little bit. And I, a lot. Bit. And I really like Ulysses Bentley a lot. What he does in space, I think he gives a different dynamic than, especially if he can be a change of pace guy. Yeah, as opposed to the bell cow. 
You need Evans to be your bell cow. Maybe not a number, but what do you feel like Bullock's workload is? Um, and do you feel like he's ahead of Judkins? No. You think no, Judkins I mean, is ahead? That's what I hear. But again, look. The number of mistakes that you can make from talking to people about summer workouts and translating those workouts into the actual football season, the mistakes that you can make are just incalculable. <clears throat> because summer workouts are there are you see it all the time. There are workout warriors. Oh, dudes that are who just can go run and lift and look like a gazillion dollars. But then when you put pads on and you have to learn the game and you have to adjust and you have to play through adversity and those things, they struggle. So I'm very resistant to do it. And I know I could, to prove to you that we're not click-based, I could write, hey, 10 things I've heard in July. And it gets get clicks, man. It would get clicked. It would get clicked till it was exhausted from being clicked. And five of them would turn out to be total horseshit. Sure. A couple answers in the stream of Trig. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, look, all the talent in the damn world. But they're very careful with his... There were some issues with him. Yeah. You, I mean, not... And I don't mean issue like... But just keep in mind, he's a very young player who has played a little bit of college football. He has like 12 catches. He got hurt. Um, he, he looks like a gazillion dollars and has a world of potential. But now there, there will have to be – he's got to get tougher. He's got to get more physical as a blocker at the line of scrimmage. He's got to become a more complete player. And then he's got to prove he can stay healthy. Mm -hmm. There's just – there's a lot there. There's a lot of potential there. But I, I don't think it's fair to to Mike – to say, hey, we're expecting you to show up as what is essentially a freshman yeah, and be a star in the league. Yeah. I know he made a watch list. Listen, everybody makes a damn watch list. I, I mean, I, I know there are sites that take every watch list thing and turn it into a big story. It's almost a bigger story when an SEC player doesn't make a watch list. If you're at all <clears throat> on a conference level, you're on the watch list. Yeah. I mean, it's not even – yeah. And then you get added to the watch list later if they miss you. Yeah. yeah. Like week two, hey, he's added to the Mackey yeah. list. Okay. Well. Oh, we didn't know he was there. <clears throat> watch list. We're watching. <laughs> we are watching. <laughs> we're not picking yet, but we're watching. Yeah. It's like a Seinfeld episode, actually. Yeah. Kind of. Watch list. <laughs> oh, Lord. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Five different Flavors in the bags, including the garlic herb butter, the uh, signature seasoning, which is my favorite, goes a little goes with everything, kind of has a great garlic flavor to it. The uh, Louisiana shrimp boil is excellent if you want a little more spice, and the uh, simply simply shrimp that is for uh, maybe kids or if you want to doctor it up yourself, you can do that with the simply shrimp. And now they are also selling the individually frozen shrimp, two pounds per bag. It's what you get at the grocery store, except a better quality shrimp. For you right to your door again out of the uh, out of the patches pouches it is less than 10 minutes freezer to plate and they will take care of you code mpw is the uh, 20 dollars off code for your first order again that's prime shrimp.com also brought to you by opa oxford's newest restaurant on the square 
euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. If you're thinking about traveling here in the last part of the summer, maybe you're already thinking about something for uh, Thanksgiving, for Christmas, get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options you won't find on your own. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services either. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford, home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, great products, uh, great services, the same products and services, just different names. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, get in touch with Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Lamons 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving the Oxford area for three-quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, watches, pearls, collectibles, so much more. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LammonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. JohnstonHillCreamery.com, 662-419-920. They have a great Instagram page. Head on over at Johnston Hill Creamery to see all the different options, including some uh, early looks at some of their Grove packages. It is uh, almost tailgate time. College football season will be here before we know it. And they can take care of you there wherever you are tailgating this fall and in football season. Also, the cheese class we told you about yesterday that is coming up on October, uh, sorry, August 25th. It is 6 to 7.30. Class is limited to only 12 people, so you get a lot of hands-on attention there. It includes multiple ways to put together a great charcuterie board, and you get to take that home with you at the end. So, again, to make your uh, spot available, 662-419-9201 or email cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So <clears throat> I said this to you this morning, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's not really about Nebraska per se, but we talk so much about college football and cultures and fits and the right system and kind of whether you're going up or going down all the time and Nebraska has been a case study of not even mediocrity but just failure for so long now at this and you watch yesterday they bring back the the son they bring back Scott Frost he's had four losing seasons in a row and instead of trying to find that extra gear and I get it's just media day so I want to be careful a little bit but Instead of finding the extra gear and really trying to promote your program, he was essentially listless yesterday. I yeah. read, read a story from somewhere in Nebraska. I don't even know who, who wrote it. And he got up there, and like even the, the, the mechanisms for a press conference confused him. He did not say a word when he got to the podium. Apparently, a really, really, really long, awkward silence where he just didn't give an opening statement. And then finally, one of the media relations guys for the Big Ten goes, so Coach Frost, would you like to say something? He goes, no, I'll just ask the questions. And literally never gave me an opening statement. And then he answered some questions and answers and whatnot. And then as soon as that was over, Trev Alberts, who's the new AD at, at, at Nebraska, or at least he might have been there for a little while now, but nonetheless. Fairly new. Yeah. He holds a press conference kind of in a tunnel area of – because I guess it was Lucas Oil. He holds a, a press conference kind of in a tunnel area here. And then he answers questions about it and essentially says that in a lot of their operations, he does not tell Frost anything to do, but that he asks questions in a way to lead him in a direction to do what he wants him to do, essentially. And I thought, you've got multiple cooks. Albert has never come off, like, frankly, a very smart guy to me. But then, two, yeah. somebody who's going to stay out of the way by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we are we are watching a complete and utter car wreck in real time. There's no way Scott Frost is the coach in Nebraska in 2023. I would be really surprised. The only thing I would say is that last year they lost a lot of really close games that if they're able to turn those around, a few of them, it's a different deal. And they've been one of the more successful programs in terms of transfer portal sure. via pay-for-play. Um, but no, I'd bet against them. I mean, you look at where they stand in the Big Ten West and 
There's a lot of other programs that are just simply more stable. They made a huge name for themselves last year by losing tons of close games, but that's not necessarily a positive. Right, no. it's That doesn't mean, hey, we're close necessarily. It means you can't win close games. It also means that you you just can't get it done. I mean, you know, I talked about this on my show with Siski yesterday. It started at the very beginning of the year last year. They went to Champaign and lost. Yeah. You know, I mean – they lost a bunch of those kinds of games all season. Well, that's not what winning teams do, obviously. And the, and the expectation there, I think, in fairness to their fans, there was a period where they were stupid. Tennessee. Yeah. Hey, we we won in the 90s. We should win now. But now I think it's, hey, let's at least be competitive. Let's we can be better than this. Let's at least compete in this thing. And they should be better than that. I've they never should. been to Lincoln. You have. It's fine. They have great fan support. They do. And uh, they're the they're absolutely the university in that state, that an, area. They've answered the bell in terms of NIL and pay for play and all of that. And there's an expectation. They have a great there. fan base. Yeah, there's an expectation that they should win. I, it was just little things. And it was even he asked, he was asked something about you know kind of what are the goals of the season or you know can you give me your vision and Frost gave it one word answer he just said winning yeah and then then the reporter the reporter goes twelve and zero and said Frost glared at him only it's like okay that, you, that was fair it it was but give me a freaking answer winning is not an answer so in a way Frost deserved the twelve and zero comment sure. No, it also shows you the media is already tired of Scott Frost and goes, okay, no, we're not. I'm not well, doing this. turned on him. Yeah, I'm not playing this game. Yeah, well, he's an ass. Because I would have had to have turned and laughed when the guy said 12 and 0. I would have had to have stopped. He's an ass to media. Yeah. So and, they're an and ass so back. When you lose, yeah. buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Ink and barrel and the I don't whole mean, deal. I don't mean like. Yeah. I don't mean like just disregards media. Like he's, he's kind of aggressive towards media. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, and that's, listen, that's a f- media base that for the most part is a collection of fans. They would, yeah, everybody would just like to get along. And so those b- fans get emotional. Go find the emotional questions after a football game, and I will nine times out of ten show you a fan. Oh, that's interesting. Nebraska should at least be Iowa, probably Wisconsin. Hmm. Those are two pretty good oh. programs, man. I mean, Iowa and Wisconsin, they're not competing for now, national. Nebraska does have the resources of Iowa, for sure. Now, they haven't had a coach like Ferens, but No, and Wisconsin's had some pretty good coaches. Wisconsin's getting it done. Wisconsin's pretty solid now. No, they're very consistent. I told you, that's kind of my weird Big Ten team. I like Wisconsin. I mean, they're there. pretty solid. You... You can beat Wisconsin, but you got to show up. You, yeah, they're not. And I was the same way. They're not rolling over. If you were coming in, you would rather have the Wisconsin job than the Iowa job as a coach, right? I just don't know enough about it, but probably yeah. it feels like that has a higher ceiling. Yeah, although I think most people are picking Iowa this year in that in that division. I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty balanced. Okay, um, Wisconsin is too. Those are two. Those are the two teams that will play probably for the Western, the Big Ten West. 
for the right to get just destroyed by Ohio State in the championship game. You like Ohio State's chances on the other side. I mean, they're just really, really good. <clears throat> I don't really have a ton about this, but I mentioned to Neil. He said, the, "Whoa, Georgia Rebel, you can't say that on this show." That's that's. That? He said Iowa and Wisconsin football are so blind, boring. No, sir. You can inject the Iowa-Wisconsin game straight into my veins, and I'm so in. Fewer than 15 passes. We're just going to run that oh, bad boy. man, just feed it to me. <laughs> On a cool day in late October. Oh, just. They're going to play jump around oh, at the end of the third quarter, or they're going to wave at some kids. Oh, one or the other, either one. We'll take them both. Find a way to do both. Yeah. It's fantastic. So... <sighs> I saw this, and I read the – it tells you, I, I don't care at all about the city or the team or anything, and I found myself reading an entire story in the Chicago Tribune this morning about Soldier Field and moving to Arlington Heights eventually for the Bears. Yeah. The They held a press conference yesterday and gave three different possibilities for keeping the Bears at Soldier Field, including doming Soldier Field, which – let me start there. <laughs> Why is that a selling point? What, what, what am I missing? Because – I don't even the know whole how gist of Chicago is, I mean, who the hell wants to go, hey, the Bears play today? It is 68 and climate controlled. Like, that screws with my senses more no. than anything you could possibly do. The whole point is Soldier Field, Chicago, outside, that whole thing. That's their identity, in a way. And, and I know like, it's to make it a multi-purpose thing, but the Bears don't need a multi-purpose. How is that a selling point to keep Chicago in Chicago? Well, and also, why would you want to do that? There are some incredible days in September and October and early November in Chicago where the sun is out and there's a breeze coming off the lake, and it just feels good to be alive, man. Why would you take that away? Yeah, they get December and the snow, but that's part of the deal, too. Like, they're fans. That's part of it. You're going to bundle up, and that's an advantage, right, when the Chargers come to town in December and it's 12 degrees and the wind's coming off the lake and there's lake, lake effect snow. Well, Chicagoans are like, hey, this is our weather. The, the, the Chargers are like, this is awful. Yeah, sure. why, why, why do you want to give that advantage away? The Bears are essentially ignoring the mayor here. It is a fascinating story. You should read it if you have any interest well, in business or NFL or anything. I mean, she's an idiot. So Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, she says Soldier Field must be a year-round destination and talks about improving its flexibility for soccer and all these other things. Explain how the Bears give two shits about that whatsoever. That is not even in there. And then the Bears are essentially ignoring her is what has happened in the story. It's 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 It's... Just from a straight, everyone coexisting in the same place. This is this is hilarious to me because they asked the team for a statement given the situation that Lightfoot's putting on about trying to save Soldier Field. And yeah. also, I didn't realize Soldier Field was only here since the seventies. I had no idea. Yeah. They've been playing. I had no idea that was yeah. the case. They were at Wrigley before. They were that. at Wrigley before that. Yeah. So the Bears then give this statement. The only potential project the Chicago Bears are exploring for a new stadium development is Arlington Park. As part of our mutual agreement with the seller of that property, we are not pursuing alternate stadium deals or sites, including renovations to Soldier Field while we are under contract. We have informed the city of Chicago that we intend to honor our contractual commitments as we continue our due diligence and pre-development activities on the Arlington Heights property. In other words, then we don't care. Well, they're going to move and they're going to build a state-of-the-art facility with all of the suites and all of the things that you have to have to be competitive in the NFL. Soldier Field, for all of its 
charms, not the word. But that is the word. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it's a cool place to go because it's you think of like Walter Payton and you think of all that stuff. Well, it is Chicago. It's synonymous with the yeah. Bears and cold and our, our Musburger would come on and say, You are looking live at Soldier Field in Chicago and it's right there on the on it, the It's neat. It's cool. It's right there near the uh the 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 lake the yeah the lake and and the museums and all of that stuff I mean you can you can walk to Soldier Field from a lot of those tourist attractions you can walk there from downtown I've done it it's cold I walked after the NFC Championship game I walked back to my hotel from Soldier Field it it was a walk but it was doable um but the Bears aren't interested in that the Bears are tired of Chicago, frankly. They're sick of Lightfoot, who's an idiot. I'm saying that for the third straight time. She's mm-hmm. among the worst people. She's among the worst leaders that a city could ever have. Well, and then she comes back yesterday in this story and says, hey, are they even listening to you? And she goes, well, they'd be foolish not to. It's like, well, that's how to get them to really come to the table. Yeah, Thanks. She's, she wants to be a bully, and the Bears have had it. They're going to move out. They're going to get what they want. They have the leverage here. We'll just go. They're going to they're do it. Yeah. They're going to move out there. They're going to get exactly what they want, and they're going to get a stadium that is competitive financially. Yeah, like Soldier Field doesn't really have some of the suites and stuff. The press box is outdated. Oh, yeah, no, it's not it, up it, to date. Yeah, you, you look around. I mean, again, I was in Allegiant Stadium the other day. Come on. Lightfoot's initial response to the NFL team's interest in building a stadium in Arlington Heights was to call it, call it, quote, noise and urge the Bears to focus on, quote, being relevant past October. Yeah. I mean, at what point? Well, she's, but she's one of these people that is not used to hearing the word no. Well, she's going to hear it here. And she's, yeah, well, it's, and it's going to be a, a major blow to the to the city because the team's not going to be down there and Soldier Field's going to be just a... And it is a, it's a hell of a blow to the city. It's going to just become an eyesore. It's the smallest stadium in the NFL, 61-5 yeah. attendance. Yeah. They did a $690 million renovation in 2002, but that's it. The Bears played in Champaign for a season. You look at the teams in their division. Um, you know, Detroit's got a new facility. Minnesota's got an absolutely gorgeous facility yes. in downtown Minneapolis. And then Lambeau is spectacular. Not just from a tradition standpoint, but the, the renovations really that job. they did to Lambeau yeah, yeah, yeah. really made it nice. Um, I think Can you I said, imagine the Packers putting a dome on them? I mean, it's just <laughs> The Bears don't play in a dome. The new dome tenants, the Buffalo Bills. It's like, no. We no. Gonna, you know, Buffalo doesn't, that's part of their deal. Uh, I mentioned this back a month or so ago. Ole Miss playing baseball at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis next year. They're in that tournament. Um, so anybody heads up, they can see that that facility as it's they will incredible. play the. It's 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 incredible. It's very very nice. Yeah. They'll play the Gophers and two other teams. I don't know the two other teams. We got time to figure it out. It's gonna be all right. Maryland and Purdue coming to Oxford for three game sets. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you could you could get nine Big Ten games next oh, year for fantastic. Ole Miss. Fantastic! They're gonna play nine Big Ten games. Ole Miss basketball, by the way, in that ESPN thing. Stanford, that Stanford. Yeah, who's who's after that? FSU and somebody. It's somebody in Siena, and I, I might be FSU. Okay. So go ahead and if you're if you're one of the people who thinks, hey, this could be a bubble team, uh-huh. circle the Stanford game. 
it's massive. Need that one. Yeah, on yeah, so yeah. many levels. A, you need to beat Stanford. To get to the other good and game. And then ball. B, whether you're, you're much better off losing to Florida State than you are beating Siena. Sure. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, NESPRC, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So, again, call the office for details. Find out how NESpark can help you. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Automation Control Systems, LLC, owned and operated by my friend Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. Uh, They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, and Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601. 4381. Also brought to you by Game Changer Patch. If uh, you're looking looking for uh, football season, you're thinking about going into the Grove and all of that stuff, get your Game Changer Patches now. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Dead socks, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Getting ready for, Again, getting ready for the fall, getting ready for uh, football season. You want some of your uh, Ole Miss-themed socks from Dead Soxy? Go to their site, deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off your order. Brought to you by Hawkeye Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye, Mississippi. At Hawkeye, they custom build your building to your specifications, however however you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hawkeye Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Holcomb Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing available, free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Holcomb. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to HolcombBuildings.com. You can also find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. And uh, we're also brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical-grade, manufactured here inside the U.S. under the highest standards. They're based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, or cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, and energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body to help with the side effects, helping you stay more compliant, taking your medications, helping you stay healthier over the long term. Go to SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. And we're brought to you by MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're looking to diversify, you're looking to leave the corporate rat race, gain control of your income and schedule, MyPerfectFranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, you hate your pay, you feel stuck, Andy can help. It's 
Andy Ludecki at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. So it was like odds. We talked about NFL quarterbacks a good bit yesterday. Talking about the tiers they are in. Um, we've got the first amount of odds coming out for NFL MVP for the 2022 season from BetMGM. Um, let's see. Uh, I'd, best, I'd bet Kyle Allen's the betting favorite. <clears throat> Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I mean. Kyle, that would be a surprise. That would, that would be. That, that, that would throw me off all of a sudden um, if that was the case. Yes, Josh Allen leads the pack at plus 700. Okay. As the, uh, Still not terrible odds. Tom Brady plus 800. Pat Mahomes plus 800. Okay. Justin Herbert plus 900. Aaron Rodgers plus 900. Those are your top five. Okay. You put a bet there anywhere? Um... All those odds are basically the same, so just give me Allen as the favorite for the yeah. most part. I, I'm, Where's I'm, Burrow? Uh, next cluster is Burrow at plus 1,200. That's not a bad bet at all. Dak at 1,200? Nah. If I'm getting Burrow and Dak at the same price, I know where I'm headed there. Yeah, I mean, come, Dak's not winning the MVP. Matt Stafford at 14 and Russell Wilson at 14. Yeah, Stafford at 14 is not a terrible bet. 1,400? I mean. But he's not going to win it. Probably not. Because, look, I mean, they have a good point here. Look, a quarterback almost always wins this stupid thing. Yeah. So I get why the odds are as they are. But I would rather take a bet on this next group and go they buck history and something goes weird. Okay. Because I can get Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor at plus 5,000. I don't hate Taylor at 5,000. I mean, just to go, hey, in case, yeah. and he goes and runs for 1,850 yards, and that's what happens. And that they're just a little bit better at quarterback, and that opens things up for him just a little bit more. Because Matt Ryan's is is better than what they've had. Yeah, you know, steadier. I worry about Henry just because he's coming off an injury season, and then because of the quarterback wins MVP for Offensive Player of the Year, different award. Um, Taylor and Henry are the two favorites. It's Taylor. It's uh, Taylor at nine hundred, Henry at eleven hundred, Cooper Cup at twelve hundred, and then Debo Samuel at fourteen hundred are the top four favorites for that. Where's Jamar Chase? Um, I do not see him on at least the list that I have in front of me. Okay, I'll check in a second to see if he's on another list that I have. Is in front Mixon of me. on there? Um, nope. Okay, not that I have. Yeah. Um, edge rusher Miles Garrett plus six hundred and T.J. Watt plus six fifty. The two favorites for Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald plus 800. Mm. He's the best player in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons plus 900 and Nick Bosa plus 1,200, the top five favorites for Defensive Player of the Year. So I was listening to a podcast. The uh, Bengals and Rams are going to practice against each other. The Rams agreed to come to Cincinnati to practice. Okay. And they were negotiating, you know, how you do yeah, these sure. practices because hey, pretty normal. we need to get this out of this. You want to get this out of this. We're going to play an exhibition game. We don't want to get anybody hurt, et cetera. And one of the negotiating things was Donald can only participate in this and this, but not this. Really? Yeah. I get it. Frankly, on both ways. I don't want to get him hurt, and there's no reason for him to disrupt what we're trying to do. Right. It's not about so, yeah. Hey, we do want to build some confidence here. Yeah, if he beats up my left guard all day, that's not doing me any good. Right, right. My left guard's not going to see that very often this season. So, uh, Joe P., thanks for the super chat. He says, Neil, would you ever offer advice services for fantasy football? I don't know that I'd be the person to do it because I've only played fantasy football one time, and that was when I was in my early 20s. 
I've never been happier not playing. I played really religiously for a few years. A I lot, remember actually, that, yeah. and I I I don't have that level of not even time, just care. Like yeah. I couldn't find myself caring. Yeah, I'm in a really hyper competitive golf league, but that is all I really have an interest in doing. Um, I like my NFL interest the way that it is. Yeah, I love the NFL, but I don't want to get into the minutia of it. I just kind of want to enjoy it. Like I have a system with the NFL that works for me. We watch the Thursday night game in here while we do the show. Yeah, sure. And then on Sunday, the NFL noon game is my motivation to get done with 10 weekend thoughts by three. I know that sounds insane. For the primetime, for the for the, the national game and the primetime game. And then at 325, I like the grill. We cook for the week because otherwise our yeah, week sure. is hectic as hell. I cook in those three hours, and then I get to watch the Sunday night game kind of Without for interruption for the most part. Yeah. yeah. It's my, my thing. And then Monday night, if it's I'll watch the Manning cast typically. Yeah, sure. So, but I don't want to go deeper than that. Yeah. Comeback player of the year, Derrick Henry, the favorite at plus 350. Saints quarterback, Jameis Winston, plus 500. Mm. Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, plus 750. It's not a bad bet there. Saints, Michael Thompson, pl- Thomas, plus 1,000. And Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, plus 1,000. Uh, McCaffrey or Winston would be my picks there i think about yeah i don't know that i totally trust thomas to come back all the way well and if he has a huge year it probably means winston had a good year and That's they were true. winning so i'd rather have my bet on the quarterback than the wide receiver coach of the year the uh 10 or so favorites dan campbell with the lions plus 1200 is the favorite um they're gonna be better brian dabble from the giants first year coach plus 1200 kevin o'connell with the vikings plus 1400 Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, plus 1,600. Chargers, Brandon Staley, plus 1,600. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. The Raiders, Josh McDaniels, plus 1,600. I don't hate that. Eagles, Nick Sirianni, plus 1,600. Jags, Doug Peterson, 1,600. Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, plus 1,600. And Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, plus 1,600. I know I'm being a little bit of a homer here, but that means Dennis Allen is farther down that list. And if the Saints did go like 12-5 and five and Winston actually hit yeah. – he might be your guy. That would yeah, be a really a interesting spot wherever he's at there. I don't have the full list, but that would be yeah, interesting. Not a terrible bet. Otherwise, I think Brandon Staley at plus 1,600 is where I'd probably throw 100 just for the heck of it. Yeah. But it requires them to win that division. Yeah. And that feels maybe strong. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Kenny Pickett for the Steelers plus 500. Falcons, Drake London plus 700. Titans, Traylon Burks plus 750. Uh, Brees Hall from the Jets plus eight hundred, and then Christian Watson from the Packers plus eight fifty. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, Aiden Hutchinson plus five hundred, Kayvon Thibodeau plus five fifty, Jags Trayvon Walker plus six fifty, Jets Edge Jermaine Johnson plus nine hundred, and then Patrick Packers linebacker Quay Walker plus nine hundred. Wrapping it up, so I wouldn't so, mind that money on Walker right there. It just it feels like the team's got to be okay. I'm not gonna. I gotta pick. I will say the Lions are super pumped about Hutchinson. They they love everything about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy who has walked into the building and just been a home run. Yeah. So we'll see. But some early lines there for those things. We'll have plenty of NFL, plenty of betting as we uh, as we move forward. When's the first NFL preseason game? Hall of Fame game is in twenty four days. Was oh, it that long? 
No, hold on. I had actually had this up earlier today. Oh, by the way, Ole Miss starts uh, camp and media day is a week from today. Just anybody. Um, that's all wants to be aware of that. So we'll have to start coverage starting then. Um, one second. I had this up. We'll no, you're good. Real quick. For some reason, I thought there was a game next week. And I think you might be right, actually, now that I said that. I'm having a hard time. Sammy says the Big 12 should play a festival game on Thursday to lead into Thursday night football. It's a thought. What's Problem that? is the schools just don't like the Thursday night games. No, not at all. They're, they're so disruptive. Eight days until the Hall of Fame game. Sorry, eight okay. days. Yeah, we're eight days from the Hall of Fame game, a week from Ole Miss starting camp, 31 days until college football week zero, 38 days from college football week one, 43 days from the NFL season beginning. Who plays the season opener? It's the Rams and – I don't know. I'm making you search things. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Bills. Rams. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> I love that. Man. I mean, they're the king. I mean, sometimes you just got to say – you know, the, the NFL, you just got to go, yep. You, 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 can I polish your crown, your highness? I mean, college football. Hey, the Rams have got to play the season opener. Who do we want them to play? How about the Bills? Yeah, someone in the NFL goes, well, the team that's predicted to win the whole thing, the Bills. Okay. This sounds great. Do it. Yeah, hold on. Those teams are supposed to play each other anyway? Sure. Sounds good. Let's do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Week three, the Rams go play Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in, in Arizona. Yeah. You get Rams Bengals in the preseason, August 27th. Yeah. And Rams-Chargers as a preseason game. Okay. Anyway. Okay. All right. More coming at rebelgrove.com as the day moves on. Again, uh, back tomorrow with another podcast. Hope all of you have a uh, wonderful day. Neil and Tyler recorded yesterday afternoon. You can find that on our YouTube page or up wherever you listen to your, uh, your podcast. And more coming again throughout the week. So hope all you have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.